The Voices of Search podcast is a proud member of the I Hear Everything podcast network. Looking to launch or scale your podcast? I Hear Everything delivers podcast production, growth, and monetization solutions that transform your words into profit. Ready to give your brand a voice? Then visit IHearEverything.com. Bridge Toll, California, customer service number. Highway miles to the gallon, Ford Focus. Thailand Cave Rescue Operation. What is Schema F? Best wine bars in San Carlos, California. Best Western hotels. How old is Ronaldo? What happened with Big Brother? What's a good engagement? How long before a wedding should I send out many save the dates? The first Use IMAP to check email on other email clients. Identify fonts from where to find the Welcome to the Voices of Search Podcast. Today, we're going to talk to an SEO influencer about the reputation of our industry. Joining us is Andy Crestadina, who is the co-founder and chief marketing officer at Orbit Media Studios, which is an award-winning web design and development company based in Chicago. And today, Andy and I are going to discuss why does the SEO industry have such a bad reputation? And this podcast is also sponsored by Ahrefs. What if I told you that you could monitor your website's SEO health, backlinks, and organic rankings at no costs? Sounds too good to be true? Well, it's not. Because my friends at Ahrefs just launched Ahrefs Webmaster Tools. Ahrefs' new Webmaster Tools product quickly helps you improve your site's visibility by pointing solutions to over 100 technical issues that might be holding your search performance down. Plus, AWT monitors for backlinks so you'll know the most linked to pages and how those links are affecting your rankings. And AWT shares what keywords your website ranks for and compares how you stack up against competitors for key metrics like search volume, keyword difficulty, and traffic value. Look, monitoring your website used to require multiple expensive tools. And now, thanks to Ahrefs, that's not the case anymore because AWT will help you monitor your SEO health, backlinks, and keywords for free. And no, it's not one of those 14-day free trial offers. It's a powerful site audit tool that will keep working for you for free. So check out Ahrefs Webmaster Tools at ahrefs.com slash A-W-T. That's A-H-R-E-F-S dot com slash A-W-T. All right, here's the first part of my conversation with Andy Crestadina, co-founder and chief marketing officer at Orbit Media Studios. Andy, welcome to the Voices of Search podcast. Glad to be back, Ben. Always a pleasure. Excited to have you back. You know, I, I think I need to start referring you to Andy Crestadina, friend of the Voices of Search podcast. This is like <laughs> your you know third time on the show. It's like a regular shtick now. <laughs> it's a pleasure. I would never miss the chance. Always excited to have a conversation with you. And today we're going to talk about our industry at large, some of the broad topics. And and let's start off with the reputation. You suggested in the topics that we should talk about why SEOs have a bad reputation. Let's start off with, does the SEO industry have a bad reputation? It does, Ben. I believe it does. Ask around. Why do you say that? (laughs) The feedback, the skepticism, the lack of understanding. It is just one of those fields where there's, uh, there's known spammers. I mean, most industries don't have like Black hat. That's not even a term, right? Why do why do SEOs talk about black hat and other industries not? Because there there are sketchy players and kind of underhanded tactics. Weird stuff goes on. It definitely has. Uh, I mean, it's a it's a what do they say? It's a sunny place for some shady people. <laughs> SEO is a tricky. It does have a spotted reputation for sure. You know, I'm going to disagree with you a little. Okay, a little. I, I think that SEO comes from a place of a very bad 
reputation. And yeah, sure, there's a lot of black hat and a lot of misinformation, misunderstanding about what SEO is and what SEOs do. But, you know, speaking as a general marketer, I look at email marketing, mm-hmm. spammers. Sure. I think about, you know, some of the fraudulent PPC marketers. That's basically just ripping people off for clicks and money. Affiliate marketers, not exactly the greatest reputation in the world. <laughs> Brand marketers are full of shit. PR people <laughs> just badger you left and right. Who haven't I offended yet? I mean, wow. You, can, you know, I, yeah, I guess, you know, relatively speaking, I, I can't really stand up for those other those other channels, but uh, that doesn't... I'm trying to think of a marketing channel that has a good reputation. Maybe maybe it's just, you know, marketers, we should keep our head down, but is SEO worse than anybody else? Well, I wasn't saying it has a relatively bad or good reputation. I just think standing on its own, it does have some PR issues. Yeah, I agree with you that the stereotypical thought about SEOs, and I've said this a million times, the geeks in the corner. If you're at a large company, everybody knows the strategies for performance marketing. They just kind of get it and sort of understand what's happening. And PR, you see it. And with SEO, it's direct traffic. So nobody really knows, or it's organic traffic. Nobody really knows what's driving. And it's hard to sort of do the attribution game and just in general value content. So it turns into what is a black art. Now, I I think that's the stereotype. And I believe that, you know, recently, mostly since the COVID outbreak and the sort of reprioritization of people's marketing budgets and tactics, that the reputation for SEO is actually getting better. Do you think we're on the green arrow up, red arrow down, white arrow sideways? You know, what's the temperature in the room for SEOs? I don't know that it's improving. I know that there's there are people who buy these services who are very afraid of getting ripped off and people who've had bad experiences in the past, a lot of kind of wounded clients. I get frequently people ask me if I could refer an SEO firm to them. And we build websites. We're not an SEO firm per se, but uh, a lot of people ask us to refer the uh, someone to help them do ongoing SEO. And I think that that is where the problem starts. A lot of people who buy SEO services have very low information, very low knowledge about what the SEO would actually do for them. And I think, super weird, people who buy these services honestly just have no clue what that company is going to do for them day to day. There are lots of people who pay five, 10 grand a month without even knowing like what an SEO does when they wake up in the morning. And that the fact that the buyer is such a low information buyer, I think, allows for this industry to have some pretty shady players that get away with quite a bit because they're not transparent. They're not, it's not an industry that's famous for transparency about what it's actually going to do for the client in each engagement. I think that the problem in the SEO industry is that it's really hard to differentiate the spammer that shows up in your inbox that says, I will get you on the first page of Google and get you thousands of qualified links from the not spammer who says, I will get you on the first page of Google and get you thousands of qualified links, right? The end outcome is the same. And really the question is, how do you determine what quality is? Because the spammers and the not spammers are basically saying the output's going to be the same thing. And then sort of conditions the market to believe that there's some kind of shortcut, which is another problem with the industry because the buyer thinks that there's some magic bullet, that there's some trick, that there's some secret place to hide a keyword or some easy, some easy way to grow your authority. And that also causes problems, I think, for this industry because it, it leads to this temptation among service providers, or at least the, you know, the need for them to explain what they're doing. Because 
there's somehow some people believe that there's some huge trick to it all, which then I've done this for 20 years. I don't know of any trick to do it. So that that also is an issue. You know, I forgot to insult somebody in the beginning. So I'm going to revert back. I forgot to talk shit about podcast advertising. Those people are the most full of it as somebody who sells podcast <laughs> advertising. It's like totally unattributable. And nobody can ever figure out if the podcast does anything. Sorry, I had to just get it out there. So I'm an equal opportunity offender. Your point is that there are no shortcuts. And basically, the spammers are saying, I can move your SEO results quickly. Now, I guess the question is, if somebody's coming to you and saying, I can move your results quickly, is it too good to be true? Or do the spammers actually have a case that some of the more shady tactics can have an impact? So if you're in a hurry, you can take on some risk and consider them as opposed to biting the bullet and building good infrastructure that takes time and building results over months and years, which, let's be honest, most of us are a little too impatient for. And here again, I think it comes back to the buyer. The client is part of this problem because that conditioning leads them to believe that there is some... It's a thing that you buy. It's like a product. Like it's a simple deliverable and that you could just bolt it on. I'm doing X, Y, and Z. I'm doing email. I'm doing influence marketing. And now I'm going to do SEO. You know, I'm just going to pay them money and they're just going to go do it. But it really, SEO is kind of more of an outcome that comes from lots of little actions. And those actions themselves are different. And depending on who you are, depending on the client, depending on the context, what do they say? Prescription before diagnosis is malpractice. So... Don't assume that you know you're just going to buy this service and that it's going to like th- that the answer for you is going to be the same as the answer for anyone else. It's actually a very strategic thing. <laughs> the what's needed for company X is totally different than what's needed for company Y because they have different, you know, different issues or different opportunities. So that's another thing about it that people think that SEO is some kind of prescriptive thing or that it can be delegated or that all SEO firms are the same. They are totally different. They have different approaches. They solve different kinds of problems. What a technical SEO does, nothing at all like what an SEO copywriter does. Basically, like you could, if you break it down to three things, authority, relevance, and technical, then you've got the PR SEO that builds links and authority, completely different skill set than the SEO copywriter that indicates relevance and builds search-friendly pages, writes keyword-relevant content, compared to the technical SEO, which is mostly only relevant to big companies. Little websites almost never have technical SEO issues, in my experience. So, uh, or they all have equivalent technical SEO issues, but yeah, yeah. it's like I'm saying, you know, I need a doctor. Oh, what's wrong? What hurts? No, no, no. Just give me a doctor. Any doctor. I I, I need. It's like that does not make any sense, right, on its face. But yet, people buy SEO as if it's like one thing, one product, one service that you can just deliver the same to everybody. Never made sense. Oh, and Andy, you took the words out of my mouth, which is. SEOs are like the medical profession, right? Everybody says, well, I need a doctor. But if you go to the wrong medical practitioner, you might get a quick fix that causes larger problems down the road. And we've all had that experience where we go to a doctor who seemed great, had a quick answer, and ended up being the wrong diagnosis. Because you were asking for a specific thing before you had any diagnosis. Oh, you know, I hurt my arm. I need some arm medicine. What? What are you asking for? No, no, no. Just give it to me. I'm paying for it. Give me the proposal. I want arm medicine. Like That doesn't make any sense. <laughs> it's not a thing. Time for a one-minute break to hear from our sponsor, Previsible. So you're looking for SEO help, and you got a couple of options. You could start replying to spam from agencies that claim they can get you to rank number one on Google 
You can pay an hourly rate for a consultant who will inevitably nickel and dime you with hourly charges. Or you can work with a cookie cutter agency to quickly launch a strategy-less project with low success rate. None of those sound very good, now do they? Well, that's where Previsible's integrated consulting model comes in. Previsible draws from a collective 40 years of SEO and digital marketing experience to unlock your organic growth opportunities. They build custom solutions that combine strategy, technical expertise, content, and reporting to effectively operationalize SEO for your business. Previsible's four-stage approach ensures that your SEO programs thrive by starting off with a strategy-first approach. Then they support you in your efforts to create quality content, help you identify technical issues, and most importantly, they'll work with your cross-functional teams to integrate your SEO strategies to make sure that your SEO budget actually drives results, not just your agency's bottom line. So join brands like Yelp, eBay, Canva, Atlassian, Square, all who rely on the SEO consultants at Previsible. For more information, go to previsible.io. That's previsible, P-R-E-V-I-S-I-B-L-E dot I-O. Okay, so let's talk about what that means. If the reputation for SEOs isn't great, it's kind of on par with bad doctors and, <laughs> and podcast advertisers. What does that mean for us as an industry? Is this something that we have to police as practitioners? Is it something that... Google is going to step in and try to adjust, you know, how do we start to think about what having a bad reputation as an industry means? Well, it's an opportunity for differentiation for the legit players. So just market yourself as being more transparent than the competition and you'll do well because that's what's missing. That's step one is like, what's wrong with this field? You know, what's happening here? Oh, look, marketing opportunity. I'm going to be the most transparent SEO firm and I'm going to tell my client what I'm doing day to day for them. That's one of the big ones, I think, for sure. Well, marketing transparency sounds like a great tactic. But the problem is, if someone else is coming and saying, I'm going to do a link building strategy that's going to get a thousand link and it's going to take 90 days to execute, and they may or may not know what the heck they're doing, and I'm the transparent SEO agency coming in and saying, we're going to work hard on creating content. We're going to build relationships to drive links. We're going to technically optimize your website to be as performant as we possibly can. And the outcomes are going to be what they're going to be because SEO is unpredictable. I'm transparent. I'm also going to lose the relationship. So it seems like there's a little bit of give and take here. <laughs> this is not the only industry where that's an issue. But when that's the case, you have to really just keep in touch with those clients that you lost. And those people that are looking for shortcuts, they weren't your ideal partner anyway. You got to be willing to say no. You can't try too hard to try, you know, don't sell BS. Don't lie to your prospects, right? You preserve your reputation, play the long game. You're going to win at word of mouth and for um, uh, referrals. So yeah, I mean, be an upstanding capitalist and business citizen. Uh, and to do that, you can't uh, overpromise. That doesn't work you know, in the long game. Yeah. You know, last question I have for you on this topic. Whose fault is it that SEO is seen as a not very reputable practice? Well, I've been blaming the victim here by pointing out the client's buy this service without getting properly educated first, that clients are making the mistake of looking for a quick fix. And obviously, it's the provider that tries to delegate uh, strategic work down to low-level employees. They keep chart, you know, they, they tell their clients they need to pay money to maintain their rankings, which is always BS. You do not need to pay money to maintain your rankings. So I think that there's plenty of blame to go around. But, I'm, but let's remind people that also the SEO media firms 
right? Like the the websites and the blogs are also, I think, partly uh, culpable here because... Throw the podcasts in there. It's all our fault. No, well, I mean, if you have a daily blog, like search engine land, marketing land, I don't know, like these sites, they're trying to get eyeballs, same as any media publication. And so they always need to kind of have news when honestly, guys, there isn't that much news. There is not that much search news that doesn't change every day. It's like, oh, Google's algorithm changes 200 times a year. Really? Does it really? Does, do I need to change my strategy 200 times a year? So I think that it's an overhyped news cycle in the search industry. Voices of Search is about far more than news. But the people that do try to have a daily SEO news publication, wow, obviously they're going to be writing inflammatory headlines because they're trying to keep their visitors engaged. Yeah, I'd tell me about it. It's a struggle to do a daily podcast about SEO. <laughs> and we're not manufacturing news. We're honestly, some of the times we're reporting about what Search Engine Journal and Marketing Land and everybody else is writing. But it's true that sometimes there is breaking news and it's something that we can report on regularly. But most of it is there's a lot of really great, reputable people like yourself who talk about SEO, who think about SEO, who are practitioners of it. I actually point the finger, Not there's. I think it's three constituents. One, there's the bad actors and scammers and there's no getting around it that some of the people who are practitioners are part of the problem. Some of the dummies who are the clients who are buying things from practitioners that they should know are too good to be true. Hey, you're part of the problem too, client. I'm sorry. And third, you know, I think that Google has some responsibility here. And the sense is there's not a lot of certifications to understand who the practitioners are that are reliable and also the black box of what the algorithm is. I'm not saying that Google should go full open kimono and tell us exactly how the algorithm is, is built, but the, the, the notion of here are the ranking factors, here are the things that we are looking for for you to optimize against. So it's clear that's never been something, at least on the content side, that they're willing to talk about. And so I think that incents this behavior of, well, since Google's not telling us what are the levers that we have to pull, we're just going to make some up and try to sell them. <laughs> I, I left Google. I left them off that list. Uh, you make an excellent point. The lack of transparency of the, the platform itself adds to the mystery and probably makes it easier for shady players to rip off ignorant clients. That is, that's definitely a contributing factor. Well, at the end of the day, as much as SEO might seem like it's full of bad actors or may have a bad reputation, if I take a step back and take a broad look, all marketers are scammers. Isn't that what everybody thinks? <laughs> we as a whole, you are correct. I think it's true. They, what's that t-shirt? You know, marketers ruin everything. I really is that uh, a T-shirt? I only have this coffee mug. <laughs> yeah, it's the mug. It's the T-shirt. It's the Etsy store. And if you visit it, you'll be retargeted. So go ahead, check it out. Yeah. Well, hey, all I could say is that's the business that we're in. Not only do we have to create regular content here, not only do we talk about SEO, but general digital marketing as well. And again, podcast advertisers—they're no better. And this is probably the final episode of the Voices of Search podcast because <laughs> no, I'm sure everybody's going to no. hang up the phone and, you know, I'm sure everybody's going to put down their phone and never listen again. I love this topic. I think it's good. It shows transparency. This is what we were talking about. I mean, why not go there? But for the record, my impression is that podcast advertising has a big, bright future because how else do you get literally into someone's head? Like the earbuds are in, like this is uh, the most intimate channel. And anyone out there who's considering advertising on a podcast, I highly recommend it. It is a blue ocean and there's lots of opportunity. Counter-competitive wins the day. I want to say that this is not a sponsored post by the Voices of Search podcast or Ben J. Shep LLC. 
Andy's just speaking <laughs> the truth from his heart and he happens to be right. Anyway, at the end of the day, I do believe that there are bad actors. SEO is coming from a place where it may have a bad reputation. I don't see it specifically different than any other marketing channels. And I do think that SEO might be getting a little bit of a better reputation as the industry starts to understand some of the practices that we're applying and they become more of a normal standard. Andy, I'll ask you one more time. The reputation for SEOs, green arrow pointing up, red arrow pointing down, white arrow pointing sideways, which direction do you think we're heading? Well, we shouldn't say there's a red arrow pointing down because it used to be really weird and spam worked so well. So, But that era is long over. So I'm going to say it's either the uh, the sideways arrow or the arrow pointing up. You make a good point. I'm glad we had this conversation. You gave me a lot to think about. I definitely think it's uh, there's a lot of opportunity and that it's definitely not getting worse. So I'm glad to hear that you agree that the industry that we both share is not at least getting any worse. And we're going to continue this conversation tomorrow, talk a little bit more about how to be a good practitioner in SEO. So that wraps up this episode of the Voices of Search podcast. Thanks to Andy Crestadina, co-founder and chief marketing officer at Orbit Media Studios for joining us. In part two of this interview, which we'll publish tomorrow, Andy and I are going to continue the conversation and talk about how to have a great meeting about SEO. If you can't wait until our next episode and you'd like to learn more about Andy, you can find a link to his LinkedIn profile in our show notes. You can contact him on Twitter where his handle is Crestodina, C-R-E-S-T-O-D-I-N-A. Or you can visit his company's website, which is orbitmedia.com. And a special thanks to Previsible for sponsoring this podcast. If you're looking for support with all of your SEO needs, Previsible's integrated consulting model is there for you. They draw on a collective 40 years of SEO and digital marketing experience to help you unlock your organic search and growth opportunities. So join brands like Yelp, eBay, Canva, Atlassian, and Square, all who rely on SEO consultants at Previsible. For more information, go to previsible.io. That's P-R-E-V-I-S-I-B-L-E dot I-O. And a special thanks to Ahrefs for sponsoring this podcast. Monitoring your website used to require multiple expensive tools, but that's not the case anymore thanks to Ahrefs because they just launched their Ahrefs Webmaster Tools product, which monitors your SEO health, helps you keep track of your backlinks, and gives you the insight into what keywords are performing for free. So check out Ahrefs Webmaster Tools at ahrefs.com slash A-W-T. That's Ahrefs, A-H-R-E-F-S dot com slash A-W-T. Just one more link in our show notes I'd like to tell you about. If you didn't have a chance to take notes while you were listening to this podcast, just head over to voicesofsearch.com where we have summaries of all of our episodes and contact information for our guests. You can also send us your topic suggestions or your SEO questions, and you can even apply to be a guest speaker on the Voices of Search podcast. Of course, you can always reach out on social media. Our handle is Voices of Search on Twitter, and my personal handle is Ben J. Shap, B-E-N-J-S-H-A-P. And if you haven't subscribed yet and you want a daily stream of SEO and content marketing insights in your podcast feed, we're going to publish an episode every day during the work week. So hit the subscribe button in your podcast app and we'll be back in your feed in the next business day. All right, that's it for today. But until next time, remember the answers are always in the data. Music.